The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss Snowflake's modern marketing data stack and the importance of artificial intelligence. Joining us is Denise Pearson, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Snowflake, which delivers data cloud, eliminating the administration and management demands of traditional platforms and big data solutions. Yesterday, Denise and I talked about the modern marketing data stack report from Snowflake. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about the impact of generative AI on marketing. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Denise Pearson, the Chief Marketing Officer at Snowflake. Denise, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Great to be back with you on the podcast, Benjamin. Excited to have you back here. It truly is an honor and a privilege to have you as the CMO of Snowflake. And we had a great conversation yesterday talking about the report that Snowflake put together, understanding what modern marketers consider to be part of their data stack and how they're using data. And we danced around this as much as we could without hitting basically the core theme of 2024. Privacy is very important. Don't get me wrong. Marketing automation, incredibly important. Centralized database, that's cool. All people are talking about is artificial intelligence. We have to have this conversation. Can you tell me your view of the impact of generative AI on marketing? I can't wait to see the impact of generative AI on marketing. I think it's the most exciting thing that has happened, I would say, in at least the past 20 years. And do you remember the world before search? as an example. Sure, but it's so long ago that I'm like, we were printing out maps on MapQuest. It was a totally different world pre-search. Yeah, and the dictionary. Encyclopedias. Exactly, right. We had, I see books there back on your shelves, but yeah, we had to go and, and search for things in books, right? We went to the libraries. I mean, everything changed with search and generative AI is going to do the same thing to data. I was telling my wife, who works in retail strategy, we were debating on how important artificial intelligence is, and I called it an iPhone moment. Search is another great example of what was life like before this technology existed. And I think that this is akin to smartphones. And I think that we are basically in the iPhone 1.0 version of generative AI, where we're sitting here looking and saying, oh, cool, a calculator and my email and a telephone on the same device. Isn't that great? 
but the app store hasn't been launched. Like we haven't truly seen the impact of this because it's going to affect every single business and every single channel and every single vertical. Where do you think we are in terms of the the life cycle of generative AI? I mean, the game changer for Gen AI in marketing is, of course, going to be when you can use it on your own enterprise data. I mean, today we can use things like chat GPT, and that is, of course, helpful for certain things, right? But you want to be able to have an application that runs on your own data, when you can actually ask your data for anything. Think about the morning, right? You can pick up your iPhone, right? And ask your own enterprise data for anything, whether it is, again, how is my pipeline going to look like six months from now? That's going to be a game changer. I mean, the dashboards that we're using, I love my dashboards, but the dashboards are going to go away and I'm going to be able to go in and really ask my data for anything. That's going to be a game changer. There's so many other use cases. One in marketing in particular has been around content creation. I mean, I'm hearing so many marketers now that they have to write something, whether it's a letter for the SDR organization or emails for the SDR organization, where they start the first version in ChatGPT, for instance. So think about when we're really going to have that co-pilot who's going to make us more more productive. I was having a conversation earlier this week about what's exciting about the future of artificial intelligence. And have you seen the movie Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr.? Of course. Okay. Well, the person I was talking to hadn't seen Iron Man and I had to explain what Jarvis was. It was the operating system that he can talk to and it understood the contextual relevance of who it was talking to. And basically it had a memory, right? It was able to catalog what had happened before and provide answers and also had foresight using predictive analytics. I'm playing up a little bit maybe of what Jarvis could do, but it was a co-pilot. And to me, that is the notion of artificial intelligent agents having some sense of memory and the ability to basically search for information on our behalf. I'm really excited about that. And I think that we are still, to use a baseball metaphor, in the first inning where we can use artificial intelligence, but we have to prompt it. It can return results. And then we definitely have to still check what those results are. How have you thought about implementing artificial intelligence at a company like Snowflake? Is this something that you're still testing, feel like you're integrating and actually getting value out of? Where does artificial intelligence live in your world? It has become central to our strategy and central to our data strategy. And as a data company, we want to push the limits, right? What can be done with data in marketing? And we want to do a lot of testing here internally first, and then we want to take those reference architectures to our customers. So again, one of the key use cases that you and I talked about the other day was around very accurate forecasting. Because marketing is all about how do I optimize my investments? You don't want to waste dollars on things that are not going to be productive. And again, the key use case that has been a game changer here for me has been around, as we talked about, predictive forecasting of our pipeline. Here at Snowflake Marketing owns our pipeline. And we want to make sure that we don't underinvest somewhere, but you don't want to overinvest either. So thanks to predictive forecasting, it really allows us to reallocate our resources and programs more effectively to make sure they have impact where they need to. And marketing has always been about looking at the past. You've completed a program and afterwards, right, a few weeks later, you know which program that didn't work or, or what worked, right? 
what you really want to be able to do is to do everything in real time and also be able to predict, of course, where your investments are going to have impact. I want to reiterate that because I think it's incredibly insightful that traditionally marketing has been an exercise of looking at the past and reacting to historical data. And artificial intelligence gives us the tools to be able to be more forward-looking, to be able to forecast future performance. When you think about the forecast that you would want to ask artificial intelligence for, right? you can wave your magic wand, you've got Snowflake Jarvis AI at your side now. What are some of the things that you're asking Snowflake about what's going to happen in the future? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the arc reactors as well? God, that is such a good call. And yeah, no, that's what powers the artificial intelligence. When Snowflake builds this forecasting tool, you have to call it arc now. Yeah. Data is really the arc reactor that powers all of this. Again, the number one thing I always wanted to get answers to is, of course, around the pipeline. What is the pipeline going to look at for certain territories? How is it going to look like down to a rep level? And what are the programs that are really having impact on the pipeline in different territories, you know, et cetera? So again, we can make those, you know, adjustments. I mean, uh, marketing, it's always a game of optimizing. I'm always joke here internally with our head of digital. We always joke, hey, what are you optimizing today? And she's always answers, hey, I'm always optimizing today. That's what it is, right? Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. It seems like the obvious answer, well, I want to know what the pipeline is looking like. And sure, I understand. Can you tell me what six months is going to be like from now? Because I want to know if I should be worried or not. But it also seems like there needs to be an understanding of who is buying and, and what's happening with the customers. How much do you think you can learn or where artificial intelligence will help us understand not necessarily what the performance metrics are, but the who and the why of transactions? But there are so many signals that is going into the machine learning models that we have built. 
And when it comes to the pipeline forecasting use case, it has taken us years to get to where we are today. But these models need to be trained and tuned and also tested. You cannot just take the data from a model and run with it without testing it before. And I think that's a little bit the danger with all these different AI applications that are coming out and we start implementing them quickly and they realize after they're not actually giving us the right direction. So you really need to have some skepticism involved here too and really testing the assumptions and directions you're getting from these applications. So what we've done, it has taken years to where we feel we're trusting this now. It is actually giving us the right direction. So I think that is a key advice for everyone here, especially with this pressure now on everyone to, you know, what are you doing with AI? And maybe your CEO is asking, what are you doing? And they might be pressuring the marketing department to implement something quickly. And then we do that just to be able to check the box. Oh, we're using AI now. But really also make sure that, again, these applications are really giving you the right direction. And most importantly, it's really about the data that is being fed into these applications. You need to have your data strategy in order to have a performing AI strategy as well. I'm glad you brought up the danger. I'm glad you brought up the risk because I'm going to bring up another movie. You made me think about this. Another artificial intelligence-led movie, The Terminator. At what point do you see that there is risk in taking all the data? Snowflake is a data company built on data that sells data infrastructure to data-driven marketers around the world. At what point is there a risk of taking that data and feeding it into artificial intelligence, not only for the risk of training a model with tons of data and having it take over the world, but more for the understanding of like now it has all of the historical context And if it gives you an algorithm, how are you going to be able to fact check and sanity check that when artificial intelligence just moves faster than people do? How are we going to be able to validate that the results we're getting back from AI are in fact correct? I don't think I can give an exact answer in terms of, oh, you should wait six months until you give these tools in the hands of everyone in the organization, but you need to do accurate testing of these applications first. And again, you need to make sure you have the data strategy in place before as well. The danger is that you just jump ahead here and start implementing something and then you're going to have to go back and fix your data strategy later. So get the house in order before you implement these applications. I do think companies are going to have to play up the metaphor Skynet moments where they use artificial intelligence to do their forecasting They're using predictive analytics. They're going to be reading those measurements out to the street and saying, here's what our expectations are. And the models are hallucinating and the actual real performance might be different. And everyone is in such a huge rush to implement artificial intelligence and call it a win. Because right now, if you say artificial intelligence on an earnings call, it seems like your stock goes up. You mentioned testing What are some of the other protections or safeguards that you would give marketers to say that they shouldn't necessarily be in that big of a rush to implement artificial intelligence? I think you need to look at it from an experimental standpoint as well. In the beginning, I think we as marketers, we always need to 
set aside some time and money to do some experimenting as well, right? Because marketing is always about, okay, what what is the next thing that's going to be a big thing for us, right? So you need to always allow, just like in marketing, we always allowed for some time for creativity and coming up with new ideas and what's going to be the next big thing for us that's going to work for us. You need to set some time and be willing to set some time aside to do some experimenting of these things as well and see what's really going to work for you as well. I think that's what everyone is doing this year. As much as we want to call victory and say we're all AI companies and we're all using artificial intelligence, AI is a 10 to 25 year wave of technology. What we're doing this year is all experimentation. I think about what we do here with our content, figuring out how to get a transcript from a podcast to artificial intelligence to reformat into different types of content. Like we're going to be iterating on that for years. Even though we have a solution that we can, let's call it go to market that we can use, it is not fully baked. Everything we are doing at the solopreneur all the way to the enterprise grade is basically V1 or V.1 right now. It's all research and development for 2024. I don't really have a question to follow up that. It's just my feeling. <laughs> Let me think of a question to ask you, Sue. Yeah, let's talk about, again, when the iPhone came and think about that whole economy of new companies that were created back in, or started in 2007. Now we're 2023. And in the five years from now, we're going to see the same thing, right? That happened back in those days in terms of completely new companies that really is built on using AI as a platform. I think we can see certain categories in marketing where we're going to see it being extremely useful. And I'm really excited about the whole content creation category and how we're going to use AI for that and how we're going to use it for enablement within B2B marketing. You know, we often have large SDR organizations. They're often younger, they're learning. They don't know how to write the best email to someone, right, in, in every different situation. Think about how young content creation enabled by Gen AI, that's really going to be incredibly helpful for them. Completely automated emails as well. I mean, there are already some applications doing that, but it's going to take it to a whole next level. Everything from creating proposals, I mean, for customers. I could not agree with you more. And I'm glad you brought up the iPhone moment and got to the SDR and content creation. Brings up my last question for you today. Yes, artificial intelligence is going to help us and enable people to have a better output. How much do you think there is risk for people in marketing that artificial intelligence is basically going to replace their jobs? And specifically, you mentioned the SDR type role. At some point here, doesn't the SDR role go away and the artificial intelligence gets good enough to do the outreach on a company's behalf? Where do you think that there is a stop to where there has to be human interaction as artificial intelligence matures? Technology has always eliminated, you know, certain you know, positions. Think about also in the early 2000s when we have all these webmasters on the marketing team. We had so many people on the marketing team building our websites. And now again, you don't need that anymore. So there are, of course, some functions that might be eliminated. I can't predict exactly which ones that are going to go away and the pace of that but the one thing we know for sure is that AI, Gen AI, is going to be marketing's best friend because we have to be more efficient in marketing. We have to optimize. We have to get more out of every dollar we invest. And AI is going to help us do that. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. The more technology is developed, there is always some sort of change, right? There is always some people's jobs are eliminated. But in general, as technology increases, it seems like more opportunities are also created at the same time. So hopefully it turns into more of a transition where what used to be a webmaster now is hopefully a director of SEO, right? It's the head of engineering at a company instead of just building the websites, they're building the entire data infrastructure. Instead of being the SDR, maybe now they're the account execs and working on different roles. Denise, I appreciate you looking in the crystal ball and telling us your thoughts on what's going to happen in the future when it comes to artificial intelligence. I appreciate the perspective and you coming on and being our guest. It means a lot to me. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Denise Pearson, the Chief Marketing Officer at Snowflake, for joining us. If you'd like to hear more from Denise, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Denise Pearson. That's D-E-N-I-S-E-P-E-R-S-S-O-N. Or you can visit her company's website, which is snowflake.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even apply to be the next guest speaker on the Martech podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.